Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares, and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system, and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook. Let's dive in. Joining me today is John Gusty. He is a man who is passionate about helping you own your health by giving you the tools you need to navigate your way through today's modern medical and food systems. I have to tell you, I'm a huge fan of his mission and his passion for it. I'm excited to introduce you to him and all that he has to share with us today. John, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. I'm so excited to have you on and to just have this conversation with you. Can you tell us, introduce yourself and tell us, you know, your story? All right. Well, my name my name is John Gusty, and amongst other things, I am one of five authors of this book here, The Red Pill Revolution, which um not here to really hawk that book, but to give you some references to to my story. Like I said, I'm one of five authors, and and one of the other five is a gentleman by the name of Dr. Jeremy Ayers, and he happens to be my wife's doctor, and he's based in the UK. I am not. I am just west of Nashville, Tennessee. But we have a just a very, very intense personal relationship that was founded in getting my wife better. My wife, Dawn, of 20 plus years, she was originally diagnosed with what they said was multiple sclerosis. And that, that uh, I say she was originally diagnosed because uh, that was you know, 20 plus years ago. And we've since learned a lot in that journey. And um, I've got a lot to say about that particular diagnosis and and maybe diagnosis as a whole. Um, I think that's a whole topic that could be discussed. But long story short, I'm a lifelong child and product of the entertainment industry, been in the music industry my entire life. I lied my way into my first job at 14, working at a record store in Tempe, Arizona, and all I ever wanted to do was play in bands, make music, ride skateboards, and and be around records. And I, I kind of did that, took it. I, I jokingly say I'm the always a bridesmaid, never the bride of rock and roll, because about every single one of my dear and close friends has gone on to become international superstars. And I would I would come off like an absolute jerk if I started dropping some names. But needless to say, I've seen it happen to some really, really um, very real people that went from nothing to something overnight. Later in life, when wife and kids got into the picture, I stopped trying to be a rock star and started working for them. I've always been a content creator. So I very quickly, early on, I was making websites and producing audio and video. I'm a writer at heart. So I can, you know, I I, I can write. So I kind of like when I went into the industry side of the music business, I was very, um, it wasn't, it wasn't hard to find work. I was, I was, I made myself very useful, uh, very quickly and, um, helped some friends start some record labels. And have, I've, I've, I've literally worked at the, every aspect of the entertainment industry, music industry in particular from st- start to finish. And I have, um, it was later in life when I saw the corporate side of the music industry, the higher echelons, like I said, I'm out based outside of Nashville. And so I think 
a lot of the music infrastructure is is here. We've got the Grammys and all the, the labels and distri distribution and management companies. Um, I was interfacing with some pretty big brands, some pretty big names. And when you see behind the curtain and you see how orchestrated and scripted and quite frankly, manipulated for profit's sake, all of that is, it just took a lot of the magic away from uh, you know, I, you know as, 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 as an unsuspecting little kid, I'd look up and see these people up on stage and that's all I wanted to do. But then you get older and you get to, to, to see how that works and you see how, again, how scripted and manipulated that it is. It, you know, it's show business. And I guess at the end of the day, although it took the wind out of my sails, it's show business and it, and it made sense to me. So flash forward, now I've got um, my dear wife who's going through, when I met her, she was walking with a cane. She hasn't been able to take a step on her own in about 14 years. Um, she's been confined to an electric scooter. So I've watched the um, the progression of her situation. And in a, just in an attempt to dive in and, and, and get her better or at least understand what was happening, because I've been a pretty healthy person my entire life. I don't never was in a hospital, you know, um, I've always ate and, 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 and my consumption has always been on the healthy side. So I've just never really interfaced with the medical industrial complex much, but that changed. And very, very quickly, um, it took maybe less than a year of just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a get, get in there and get your hands dirty kind of a person. So I'll get on the phone or I'll go to an office and I'll just start having conversations to find out what I need to find out. And uh, very quickly, I realized that the medical industrial complex is just as scripted and just as manipulated and just as profit driven than the that actually even more so than the entertainment industry. And 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 to me, it was even more. There's a really dark side to it because at least the entertainment industry, at least we all know that that content is for entertainment purposes only. And so, you know, you're expecting to be manipulated and 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 told stories to and, and hooked into storylines and stuff like that and being marketed to. But when you're talking about people's lives and and their health and their wellness, um, it just takes on a whole different level of darkness. And so I quickly realized that there were no answers to be found within the medical industrial complex. I liken it to, you know, like if if you are if if your goal is is to eat well and learn about nutrition and consume healthy foods, you're probably not going to turn to the fast food industry. Same analogy. If, if, if you're wanting to, to get well, or if you're looking for solutions to your health and wellness issues, I don't think you turn to the medical industrial complex. They're kind of like the fast food industry of health and wellness. So uh, you that just started a whole life of exploration. And uh, Dr. Jeremy Ayers, who I co-wrote the book with, along with uh, uh, three other really awesome people from the UK. We just went on this journey. The whole idea was to put together a field guide for people who could kind of, I think we all kind of know something's up. You know, like, like we all know that, I mean, I, I've never spent a day on earth with, I mean, we live in this meme of like corporations are dishonest and manipulative and politicians are dishonest and man manipulative. And wait, like, well, we all know this. And so like, how do you, how do you navigate through all of that stuff? And, and Jeremy and I are pretty good talkers and thinkers. And we just want, hey, we said, hey, let's, let's write this field guide for people who are trying to get healthy. Because if you're trying to get healthy, it's about everything. It's not just about 
you know, it's not just about medicine or therapy. It's it's about everything. It's about food. It's about your your mental state. It's about your spiritual state. It's about light. It's about water. It's about contact with the earth. It's about electricity and energy and all that stuff. And, and, and how do you, if everything we're being told is, you know, at the very least manipulated and in some cases wrong, and in some cases flat out false intentionally, then how do you, how do you navigate through that? So, so we started writing this book in uh, the fourth quarter of 2019, and oh, um, <laughs> we all know what we, we all know what happened next. And so we were literally finishing that book through all of 2020, and and I think it was a blessing in disguise because those of us who have had their eyes opened for, and I, I don't mean eyes open in a, in a wake or, or woke kind of way. I just mean those of us who are, I don't know, you know, aware we, we, of the just just aware the, of aware the manipulation, of the, yeah. yeah, like like. Like, I don't, I, I never did trust people with white coats and letters after their name any more than I expected someone with a McDonald's uniform on to guide me in the right direction for food. It's kind of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not downing people who work at McDonald's and I'm not downing people who have white coats with letters after their name. They do what they do, but that's not where I knew I was going to find my my answers and 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 the guidance and and the knowledge I was looking for. So so we we wrote we wrote this book through the the shenanigans of, of 2020. And since doing that, it's just opened up a whole world of I think everyone, everyone, whether they know it or not, everyone's tr- everyone knows something's wrong or up. And there's so many more people today trying to get themselves better and healthier than there's ever been before. And, and there's just a lot of people, a lot of people want to do it. It's just, how do you do it? And there's so much misinformation out there. And we just wanted to be um, kind of a, a field guide through, you know, I'm not saying that we're right or we're wrong, but it's more like teaching someone how to shop, you know, or teaching someone how to, how to avoid, you know, it, it, a lot of times it's it's more valuable to tell people what not to do, you know, or 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 what or or what to avoid because we all learn things the best by it actually happening to us. Like when when you know, real life experience, when we see something work or when we feel something work, then you know you, you don't you don't need to be taught anymore. You know it, and then you can move on, and and now your knowledge level kicks up a, a notch. And so I think. My whole thing is is just trying to, you know, I love sharing knowledge. And I'm not saying that I know everything, but I know what I know. And I know what has worked for me. And I know what hasn't worked for me. And I know the conversations that I've had that have been many. We've been all over the world talking to people in with white coats and letters after their name. Um, and also talking to a lot of people who don't have white coats and letters after their name. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, the the true knowledge and the stuff that really seems to resonate and really seems to work doesn't come from that fast food, medical, industrial complex source sourcing at all. Much different. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of my story is, is I just, I, I like to find things out. I like to see things work. And I, and, and I like, I love conversation and I love just sharing, sharing my knowledge, you know, which I said isn't be all end all, but I know what I know. And, and we've had some pretty interesting um, adventures through, through this crazy world. And, you know, it's all, we're all learning our way forward. And I just want to, I just want to be a part of that. We can help one or two other people than mission accomplished. I absolutely resonate with your story. You know, it's, um, 
in the chronic illness world, as you know, you do go from doctor to doctor to doctor and they don't believe you and you get dismissed and you feel crazy and they give you all these different medications that don't work and you feel worse. And, and eventually you get to this point where you're like, okay, I have to go outside of this and figure out what's going on. And it's just kind of the progression. And I remember when like, it felt like the veil was lifted and I was like, this isn't going to help me. If I'm in, if I'm in a car accident, great. So me, you know, put the bones back, sew me up, you know, from but, a mechanical standpoint. Yeah. Yes. That, that industry yeah, yeah, for, for mechanics, but you know, but you also wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't go to your mechanic to, you know, teach you how to make a salad or, or, or exactly. whether you should, whether you should be eating salad. I mean, you know what I mean? Like a mechanic knows things from a mechanical standpoint. I think that the one thing that that industry can do is, is offer some mechanical assistance, but um, yeah, so not to put, there's good surgeons out there that know the structure and can fix things, but, um, yeah. but that's their, that's their purpose. They're not, yeah. they're not there to make things better. I, I can think of a few doctors that, you know, have the letters after their name, but they, they practice what they, what they do at home is the holistic world. And they didn't come to that conclusion in the medical school, in med school, they came to it by talking to people. You know, uh, it is kind of, I feel like in the beginning, you kind of, you do, you feel like really sh- shocked and angry, right? Like I've been hoodwinked. Like I've been well, lying like, to you. Know, you know what it's like? It's like, it's like, we've all been, I, I think we've all been in, in relationships, like personal relationships where the other person has hurt you, you know, and deceived you. And it's like, it's like you've been cheated on, you know, it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. I was like, yeah. And, and it, it feels, you feel in, invaded and you feel just taken advantage of. And yeah, and there is an anger there. And, and unfortunately, there's a lot of people who can't get past that. That's how you get the, I don't know. The, I think those are the people that are still on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, you touched on something in your story that I want to expand on, and that's your perspective on diagnosis and yeah. putting labels on things. I would love to explore that because, you know, people get stuck there and they live there and they don't feel like there's any, there any way to escape that. And while I think diagnosis can be helpful in certain ways and validating your experience that you've had, it it becomes almost a crutch and it almost is like a chain, a ball and chain that holds you back. So I really want to hear your perspective on that and what you think about that. Well, well, the whole topic of diagnosis, I think is, um, it's it's vague and um, there's there's an incredible amount of trust involved there. I'll give you. I'm full of dumb analogies, so I apologize in advance. But like, let's let's just say that you okay. Let's say you're a homeowner and you have you notice something's up with one of the walls in your house, and you you notice you know you notice some there's some, obviously some structural damage happening, right? So you call me and I'm the I'm the white coat guy with the letters after his name, right? I'm going to come in and I'm going to diagnose what's wrong with your your house. And so I come and I give you this diagnosis that you've got. I'll make up some stupid name for you know a, insert disease names here, like like you have walmatitis, and the way that you're going to fix your walmatitis is, is you're going to I'm going to give you some things that you. You're going to rub on your wall and you need to come back and see me every six months. And I, I'm going to, or I, actually, I'm going to have to come see you every six months. And we're going to, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll inject some things in, into your wall and I'll do, do all these things. And you're trusting that walmatitis is even a thing, right? 
Now, someone else could come in to your situation and go, look at your wall and, and go, you know what? Get out, get out a saw, cut open a little thing. Go, you have termites. You don't have walmatitis. You have termites. And, and here's how we're going to fix the termites. And they go in there and fix the issue. And you could probably get rid of the termites in a relatively short amount of time because you are now dealing with a very specific problem that is the actual problem. And you'll deal with the termites and then your wall will be fine. Whereas like if you go with the walmatitis, <laughs> you could be dealing with me for years and I'd be rubbing stuff on your walls and shooting things into your walls and, you know, and, and putting you through wall therapy and your walls never, you know, it, the whole time there's termites back there and you need to deal with the termites. But you've never been told that there was termites because you're dealing with me, a guy with letters after my name. And I'm telling you that your situation is something that is... I'm not going to say made up, but I think that the medical industrial complex makes, they make up conditions, they make up diagnosis so that, I mean, let's be honest, they only have three tools in their toolbox. They're either going to cut you through surgery, they're going to burn you through radiation, or they're going to drug you through pharmaceuticals. That's, I've yet to be in a medical, a medical situation where the the path forward didn't involve surgery, drugs, or, you know, or radiation. And what if you just have termites? You know what I mean? You don't need to be cut. You don't need to be drugged. You, you know, you don't need to, to have radiation. You, you need to deal with your termites. And so the whole topic of diagnosis, you're trusting that the diagnosis that you're being given is even a thing to begin with, you know, and, and look at, look at like these vague buckets. You know, my wife got told that she had multiple sclerosis, and we've bumped up against that. Anybody that's gone the MS route bumps up against people with Lyme's disease. And it's my opinion. I mean, this is just me saying this, but I think when the medical industrial complex throws people into the Lyme's disease or di or MS diagnosis buckets, that's them saying, we don't know what's going on. And so we're here, go in there because those two, we've met so many people over the years that have been diagnosed with one of those two things. And no two are ever the same. No two people are ever experiencing the same things. Or it's all over. A lot of times it's just super, super chronic inflammation from being caused by something. And again, my stupid termite analogy, it's like find the cause of the inflammation, locate the inflammation, find the cause of the inflammation, and you know, you've dealt with your termites. But rarely through the, at least in my opinion and my experience, rarely in the diagnosis, you know, once you've been diagnosed with something and then, you know, you go forward with the templated protocol or whatever the next steps are, it rarely involves getting to the root of the problem. It, it's usually some sort of maintenance with pharmaceuticals or maintenance with, you know, surgery or, or some sort of physical therapy type thing. Like it, it's not, you don't ever, they don't ever get in there, find the termites, kill the termites and get on with things, you know? And, and so I just think that the whole world of the word diagnosis needs to be, I wish more people understood how loose some of these diagnoses, diagnoses or diagnosi, <laughs> what is, what is, I don't know, whatever the correct plural term for that word is, I wish people knew how, like a lot of times these things are, I mean, as silly as my walmatitis, you know, 
example. Um, if you get down, to, like if you really, I'm, I'm a, I will ask questions. I, if I had a dollar for every time I had a doctor pull me aside and go out into the hallway and turn around and go, John, I know, I know, I can't, I've got a mortgage, you know, I've got, you know, you know, two kids in college, you know, I, I, I can't stop, you know, I mean, like I've, I've pushed, I've pushed a few to, to the point of like, they're, you know, a lot of those I mean to sound weird, but a lot of medical professionals are, are in offices and office buildings where they're, they're constantly on camera and they can't even, these days, they can't even get caught like saying something that could be construed as being off the narrative. Like they have their templates and their narratives and they got to stay on them. And, and, um, you know, I've, again, I've had more than more than one doctor tell me, you know, in private, looking around all nervous, like, I know, but I can't, I, if, if I go down that path, if I, if I, if, if I engage you in this conversation, then I, I put myself at risk, you know, professionally. I'll, I'll respond. I've never been my goal to get anybody fired, but, you know, I, I don't think enough, I think there's so much blind trust in those individuals that most people don't even know that they have the ability to, to, to question these things. Another thing I will say too is in those scenarios, and I come from the entertainment industry, I've seen ego at its best. I have never seen ego the way that I've seen it in the medical. I, I mean, like I've actually been in the same room as Kanye West. I know ego, you know, I've, I've, you know, I've seen it firsthand on many occasions, but even Kanye West's ego doesn't compare to some doctors out and, and some medical professionals. I mean, there really is almost a God complex with some of these individuals. And God forbid you ask questions or, you know, question their diagnosis. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm just, I've just seen my fair share of just BS diagnosis. And, and, I, and so I would hope that more and more people feel empowered to, to, to if you're going to listen to those people, um, take them to task, you know, they're, they're not working on your car, they're working on your body. And, and, and the, your, your life could very well be um, drastically affected by a wrong decision, just like a mechanic, a crappy mechanic could really screw up your car, a, a crappy diagnosis could could really screw you up. And, and I think we've both seen, you know, I mean, my goodness, I could talk for hours on really, really bad medical advice that people have been given, and, and, and yeah. it ends up making them worse. Definitely. My, yeah, I, I love the way you explain the diagnosis because it's literally just naming a set of symptoms yeah. Yeah. and, you know, and it's guiding pharmaceutical treatment in, you know, in the naturopathic or, you know, holistic world, we look at them as like, yes, like we see your body's attacking the, you know, the nervous system and the myelin sheaths. And it's like, why? is that mm. we're, we're the ones that are going in and, and looking for the termites, right? And we know that there's sets of things, even no matter what the diagnosis is, you know, maybe pharmaceuticals will come in for a short time to maybe get things under control, but it's a temporary treatment for the long-term lifestyle, right? And so I know that, you know, before we went live, you shared, and, and when you were talking about your book, you talked about all these categories of things that come into play when you want to be healthy, like truly healthy, not dependent on being at the mercy of somebody in a white coat, but to like really empower yourself with taking on your health. And so let's dive into those a little bit. And um, maybe we can talk about your favorite topic because I think it's super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's regardless of whatever ideological team we all might play on or identify with or or what our, what our um, religious or spiritual beliefs are, I think everyone can can agree that we are we are like absolutely as humans, we are bioelectric creatures. And it's not, I mean, just I mean, you could argue that like most life is bioelectric, not just humans, but I mean, we are we are composed with an awful lot of water. There's an awful lot of energy, electrical energy run, running through us at all times. We are attracting um, unless unless you live at the top of a um, a mountain around nobody else, we are all baking in radiation. I'm surprised almost on a daily basis that when when I say something like that, there's always somebody in the room that goes, what? Anything that has electricity running through it radiates, anything. And so there's radiate, you know, every wall in every building, every ceiling in every building, every floor in every building has wires running through them. So every wall, ceiling and floor is radiating. And if you're in a room, you've got radiation on all four sides of you above and below you. And, and so um, we're, we're all mostly water. So we're attracting um, a lot of that radiation and holding it. Um, you have to discharge at some point, and the only way that I'm aware of to discharge is to actually make contact with the ground. That's why they call it grounding. And, and, and we're talking why, like uh, grass and dirt and things, not like carpet. Like actual and ground, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Stepping out on, onto your 14th floor balcony of your apartment is not you. You're not grounded, and you know I, I think that 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 makes me think of something because I was just talking to a dear friend about this. Um, I'm a huge, huge dog lover, um, but I also have a cat as well. My wife makes fun of me for 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 having a cat, but I took this cat in, and it's a little little heart project. It adopted you. It, it, yeah, it kind it kind of said, "Hey, hey, human, you're mine." And uh, but I am I am fortunate that we live um, we live in a, in a pretty rural area, and my dogs and and cat can can go outside whenever they want, and um, and they spend a lot of time outside. They drink real water, real living water, not water out of a pipe that comes, you know, piped in somewhere with God knows what in it. Imagine, it shouldn't be hard for too many people to wrap their head around the fact that imagine how many, just let's pick house cats. How many house cats have lived their entire lives, never touched the ground because they live in an apartment somewhere. They've never actually been exposed to real sunlight because We've been told our whole life, life that UV light is bad for us. And so all glass has got UV coating on it. So they've never had any real sunlight. They've never had any real water because all the water that they've ever drank has ever has, has come out of a tap or at best, you know, um, maybe some bottled water that they got from Whole Foods, or which is not much better. Uh, you know, so just think about how many domesticated animals have never touched the ground, been exposed to real sunlight, had real water. Um, and the big thing is, is most dogs and cats um, in their natural environment would be eating meat. And most domesticated animals are actually fed really crappy grains, like mostly corn. Um, and I don't know in a natural setting when a cat or a dog would ever eat corn. Um, you know, I, I just don't know that I can't see that happening. They'd probably be eating birds and rabbits and each other if need, if need be, but they're not going to be eating corn. So again, most people can wrap their heads around the fact that it's, you know, cat, there's 
a, a huge majority of, of house cats have lived really on and 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 these cats are pumped full of god knows what every time their owners take them to the vets and they pump them full of these shots that they need every year and so you've got this really really unhealthy animal that's never had any natural true natural interaction on any level light water food anything and it's got just everything that it's taken in and been injected with is all toxic and and people wonder why their cats only live 10 years you know and i think if you transfer what i just said to the human experience there's a lot of humans who like if they live inside or they work inside, they never go outside. They, they're they never getting any natural light. It blows my mind. Water is probably my most passionate topic. It blows my mind how there's so many people, even people that fancy themselves as leading healthy lifestyles that, that just don't have real natural living water in their, in, in their regimen at all. They don't even think about it. I, I don't know why water isn't more of, of, of a topic. It's almost like it's intentionally ignored and, and we are mostly water. We, you know, I mean, you'd yeah. never walk up, nobody in their right mind would ever walk up to a fish tank and pour a soda. Even if it's a $5 whole foods, now all natural soda, you'd never pour it into a fish tank. Why? Cause it would kill the fish. But we also don't think twice about pouring it into our own fish tank. I mean, we are, in all intents and purposes, walking fish tanks. I mean, everything that, I mean, the everything from the gut flora, I mean, the gut flora might be one of the most intense, like, aquatic life's, you know, environments ever, you know? And, and, and it's like, like, we should be treating our guts like... I don't know if you've ever known anybody that has, you know, thousands of dollars poured into an aquarium with all the coral and the lights and all, but we should be treating our guts like the way that those people treat those aquariums. It's like, you know, and in one hand, it's just an expensive aquarium that someone's dumped a lot of money into. You transfer that over to your gut, man, that's, that's, that's the, I mean, everything starts with the gut. If you don't have a healthy gut, you're, you're not going to have everything else that you're doing is going to be for not. I mean, you get, you got to, you know, um, so it's it, it's just we in general i don't think enough of us take into account the the whole well-roundedness of like what it means to be healthy you've got to have good light you've got to have good water you've got to have real food like like actual real food you know nachos from taco bells not real food you know in fact really funny comedian I I love very much made the point that like Taco Bell doesn't even have the word food on the menu. It never appears anywhere in any Taco Bell, <laughs> like, like verbiage at all. There's real light, real water, real food. And, and again, we're, we, we are walking water bags. We are collecting electrical charge all day long. You have to discharge at some point. And the only way to do that is to actually touch the ground. I think that's why I think that's why most people, like when they go to the ocean or on the beach, Everyone feels so much better when they put their feet in 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 the water, and that's something that some people do, like maybe like once a year, or like less. once a year, and that's like that, and, and that blows my mind. It's like, man, we if if we were in our natural setting, behaving as we naturally would, we would be barefoot in the sunlight, consuming super healthy water that we got ourselves, and we would be eating actual real living food, you know, whether it's animal-based or plant-based. I mean, plants 
that the, you know the animals eat the plants so it's it's all oh, it's all to, plant-based <laughs> yeah yeah everything is plant-based which is which is a, an, an interesting argument to have with vegans no disrespect to vegans out there but um and anyways so yeah it's it's i think when people start to take their health and wellness seriously they focus just on food mm-hmm. um and and that's great i mean it's really it, it's a start it, it's, it's a, a start. piece of the puzzle but yeah. you could be eating the best stuff if you're if you're missing the water, if you're missing the light, if you're missing the grounding, the biggest thing is is just stress. Like stress is so inflammatory. I mean, lots of things are inflammatory, but stress is is hugely inflammatory. And so you just got to get. We've heard it said a bunch of different ways. You know, mind, body, spirit. You know, there's. I think there's a few more categories there, but you know, I mean, light, water, ground, spirit relationships yeah it, it all it all ties yeah. to yes yeah, sleep uh, that that's another thing too i mean look at how many one of the major pieces of the puzzle for me years and years ago when it fell into place changed my life was just learning about the circadian rhythm and living my day by the light and when you get your body living that way when you get up with the sun and when the sun goes down you don't expect uh, this is i'm sorry i don't keep going off at these little side tangents but like like the natural light cycle is so important and and when you know when the sun goes down the body naturally is shutting down and and getting ready for the next phase of its day which is sleep but then we go and a lot of us will go and after the sun is down we'll sit in front of computer screens or tv screens or phone screens that are emitting blue light. And, you know, for those that don't know, blue light is, it's naturally emitted during the day when the sun is above us. And that's, that's telling us, you know, it's triggering the body to, depending upon what direction you're going to stop making melatonin or start making melatonin so that the body can sleep. And it's like, if it's 1230 at night and you're sitting in front of a TV screen, bathing in blue light, your, your body thinks it's noon. And it's it's not gonna shut down, and and you're gonna have trouble sleeping. And it blows me away how many people have gone the route of pharmaceuticals, especially to to get sleep. When if you just if people just tried the very, I mean, I know some people live in some metropolitan situations, but if you can sleep in complete darkness, and I mean complete darkness, like even a little LED light on your router is is enough to your skin can pick up those photons. And it's like, if you can sleep in a complete darkness, most people will go to sleep. I mean, we we have people that come out here and we have a little guest cabin out back. And when the sun goes down out here, it's dark. We don't have any city lights or anything like that. And every single person that has ever stayed with us goes, I had such a good night's sleep. And it's like, yeah, because you're sleeping in darkness. And you're also not bathing in, you know, electromagnetic frequencies and radiation that, you know, because we don't, you're bathing in trees and, you know, forest. And again, not to sound hippie or new agey about it, but I mean, there's a lot of radio. We we are constantly just bathed in radiation and you, you have to discharge and you got to get away from it. Um, yeah. and, and, and at best try to diffuse it if at all possible. And yeah. 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 Um, you've talked about so much. This is like such a rich conversation. I want to talk more about water. You keep yeah. talking about living water. So I think one of the reasons why people maybe minimize or avoid that topic is because it feels so overwhelming to tackle. Like I live in a city, I have bills to pay. I can't just go and collect my own rainwater. I live in Phoenix. 
So there's not a whole lot. I mean, there is this winter, which is crazy and awesome. I can't wait to go, you know, out in the lakes and the rivers and stuff this summer. But it's like, I think people avoid that topic because they feel so helpless. Like they don't know what their options are. They don't know where to even begin. And it feels like nothing's ever good enough. So it's like, well, I'll just worry about the things I can control. I can eat real food. I can work on my stress. I can do all these things. So let's talk about water because I I know you're super passionate about it and you have a lot of information. So, Well, just a little bit of common ground there. I grew up in Tempe. Uh, when you said that i was like hey (laughs) yeah Yeah. um so so i definitely i definitely know that the challenge of um living in a place where natural water is is uh not exactly a you know a commodity that can be had you know at any time but um yeah so so water i don't water is such a huge subject because it it is First of all, I mean, it, water is life. I mean, water holds light. Um, it, 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 it's, 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 it is life-giving. And so if, if anyone is familiar with the work, uh, do you know Emoto and, and, and all of the work that he did? Um, yes. I mean, literally like exposing water molecules to different types mm-hmm. of sound, you know, like, like intense rock music versus really soothing classical music. And, and you can see the, the water molecules change in accordance to the frequencies. And um, there's another uh, really, I think it illustrates this point beautifully. It's called the Chaladni plate, C-H-L-A-D-I-N-I, Chaladni. If you look it up on whatever you know video hosting service you prefer it's a it's a speaker facing upwards with a metal plate and they'll put sand or salt or whatever some whatever granular thing and then they'll run it through a tone generator different frequencies and you can see the grains of sand will arrange in geometric patterns based on the frequencies and the higher the frequencies the more intricate the patterns get and so it's been proven every which way that water and the molecular structure of it is affected by frequency. So, and also water um, can take on things. Uh, We can get into ions and positive ions and negative ions and, and the attraction kind of like magnets. And so water like can carry a lot of things and hold a lot of things. And if it's, um, if water in its natural habitat is allowed to do what it does, water always meanders. It always is moving. Even if you watch a drop of water drip down, you know, a pane of glass, it's doing this. It's not just going straight. It might look like it's going straight, but if you look at it real close or if you film it, it's, it's zigzagging. Yeah. That's why you never see a straight river. I mean, rivers always go like this. They always meander right to left, right to left. And they're, they're doing that because water naturally wants to vortex it and it's 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 moving water is is alive until it's not and and what kills water is the lack of its ability to move water doesn't um this gets into a bit of like sacred geometry and stuff but water does not naturally move in like 90 degree angles you know like you never see water do that and if most piping is all 90 degree angles or straight lines. And what those are two things water never moves in a straight line. It never moves, you know, doesn't make 90 degree turns. And so at the very least, 
water coming out of any tap, no matter what size filter or however great you think your filtering filtration system is, the water that is coming out is dead. It's it's dead water. It, it has it. Um, water also holds light. And and it holds sunlight differently than than moonlight. I mean, there's Vic, Victor Schauberger, huge hero of mine, uh, turn of the century physicist, Austrian physicist, I believe. Like he was the one that really invented the log plume, and the logs would float better at night under the moonlight. They would raise and be able to float, and he could move more logs at night than you could during the day when the sunlight would actually, you know, the water would would get heated up and, and they, they wouldn't float as, as much. So water is really malleable. It, it holds things. It needs to move. And most of the water that humans, modern day humans consume is dead water. And it's dead water that's got a bunch of toxins in it. Um, I actually have, like I mentioned, I live west of, of Nashville in a very rural area. All the water I drink comes out of my ground and I and I distill it. And for those that don't understand distillation, it's simply just we live in a distillation unit, actually. Um, Earth is a distillation unit. The water goes up, condenses and comes back down. And that, that's all. But when it, you know, in a distillation unit, you're separating the water from anything else that's in there. It's the solids. And uh, this jar right here, I don't know if you can see the layers of crap. That's all solid. Like, look at that. That's like, yeah, it looks like, it looks like bacon grease. This is what, but it's, it's, it's rock hard. I mean, this is like, you could cut yourself on the inside of of that. That's rock, rock hard. This probably is, I think the last time I weighed this, it was over three pounds. This is three pounds of solids that I've pulled out of about 50 gallons of water. That's disgusting. This is, this is, you know what this is? This is all of the stones that I'm not going to have. Um, this is this is where your stones are coming from, people. Is this is coming from the non-dissolved solids in the water, and the only way you can get that out is through distillation. You can you, uh, filtration takes a lot of stuff out, but it doesn't remove all the non-dissolved solids. And this is coming out. This this is this garbage right here is coming out again. I live in a rural area. Can I, if I showed you what? water coming from like a metropolitan water source like this is at least you know you've got browns and 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 yellows and stuff i've i've got some from metropolitan areas where you've got purples and i mean there's just like so much because there's like pharmaceuticals and dyes and inks and and just plastics and all this stuff that's in there oils and things that that shouldn't be in the water and and when it's passing through your the human body, it's getting, you know, some of that stuff is getting snagged along the way. It's not coming out. It's building up. And again, that's that's where that's, that's where stones and clogged arteries and things are, are coming from is 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 the just the poor condition of the water that most people drink. And 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 even those that really are are trying. To, to, to live a healthy existence. You know, I've seen so many people who are, you know, really making a, an honest effort to do things healthier. They're still drinking bottled water. And it's like, and, and, and they don't understand that, like the plastic that that bottle, that that water is in, it, it, the water is leaching, you know, toxins from that plastic. And, you know, I don't, I think a lot of people would be floored if they saw the lack of what actually legally passes for spring water. I mean, you can, 
it, it could just be, I, I mean, honestly, uh, it's a, you could go down a rabbit hole. Like you, you could be researching Nestle hashtag Coke, you know, <laughs> like those, those companies and their spring water. And it's just garden hose water. It's just coming out of a, a you know, that's, that's what qualifies for, for spring. And, yeah. um, and, and, and so people, most people don't even allow themselves to be hydrated properly with good living, healthy water that doesn't contain any non-dissolved solid. When you do that, when you allow, another interesting thing for, for those that might be thinking that this might be a challenge, next time you're in your grocery store, take a look at what a, a gallon of, now granted it is in a plastic container, but take a look at what a gallon of distilled water cost versus like even the cheapest soda. You know, it's like, it's still way cheaper. It's like, it's, it's the cheapest medicine, in my opinion, that one could inflict upon themselves. And I, I joke that, you know, water is kind of a, if, if you drink distilled water, it acts as like a crap magnet because it's the non-dissolved solids inside of you have an opposite ionic charge than the distilled water. And so this water is going through, it's passing through your body. It's naturally attracting the non-dissolved solids like a magnet would, and you are, you, you, it's either exiting you through your sweat or your urine. And I mean, you're literally, it's, it's, it's like, it's almost like a, like a liquid vacuum cleaner. You can just like clean yourself up just by drinking the distilled yeah. water. And, and, and there's, there's a lot of, I don't know, there's, there's a big argument out there about, you know, it's you know, it leaches minerals from, from, yeah, that's the point. The, 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 what, what, that is a half, that's a good example of a half truth. It's like, yeah, it does. The other side of that is, is, is you need it to, to leach those non-dissolved because just because something's organic doesn't mean that it's good for you. Gasoline is organic, you know, but you're not going to pour yourself a big glass of gasoline. Well, there's a lot of organic non-dissolved solids in you that, that, that are, they need to get out of there. And so distilled water will, will attract those and, 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 and move, move things along. But now water is such a, such a huge aspect of, of just, you got, I, I'm, I can't emphasize enough. You got to get your water right just think of yourself as a fish tank, you know, before you work on the plants and, and all the ornamentation, you gotta got, you know, your, your fish tank is going to suffer if you don't have good water in there. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for diving into that. And it really is a rabbit hole. You start researching and it's another one of those things where you feel betrayed, right? Like you've been lied to your entire life and, you know, and then you kind of feel overwhelmed, but if you have a place to start, that's where you start. And you yeah. do start feeling better very quickly. It's quite amazing what happens. And then there, you know, even if you can't do, there's like good, better, best. Like obviously sometimes it takes time to get everything in place, right? So you don't want to feel disheartened and like you're just failing this entire time. But it's like if you can get the the shower head filters and, you know, even if you're just drinking the distilled water and then maybe, you know, you just kind of start, you know, using filtered water for other things. And then you kind of start getting finances in place and you can start doing other things right uh, and just kind of like keep getting better like it's a start it's always a start to just yeah. to start cleaning things up you don't have to be perfect to get for the from the get-go but the goal is there yeah and i would and i would say while you're in the process of cleaning things up whether it's water whether it's food whether it's um, things you're putting on your, whatever it is that you are exposing your body to putting in or on your body, um, nine times out of 10, if you just ask yourself the simple question, is this thing that I'm consuming or putting on or in me, uh, 
is it is it from a a corporate source or is it from an like an, an actual like independent natural source? Um, nine times out of ten, if you find yourself at that crossroads, um, go you just go the nat the natural independent route because um, we could we could talk forever about the the the. The, the, the corporate stuff, but corporate anything's only goal is to be profitable. That's all. Look at any corporate charter. The number one objective is, is to stay profitable. And, and so you can't like, I couldn't even have an honest relationship with you. If the profit, if motive, if the motive for our relationship was profit, it wouldn't be an honest relationship right. because I, I, I would, I would, it would be profit driven. And so Taking natural sources and independent sources of anything, whether it's water, food, light, whatever, you're you're almost always going to be um, going in a cleaner direction. Certainly, um, and 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 there and there are so many people. That, well, I mean, the blessing that we 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 all have right now, living in the times that we live in, is there are so many people doing so much good work. You just pick a vertical, pick a direction, and there's people doing good work, and 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 you can you know, like. You know, you can, you, it'll resonate with you, the people who, who are doing it for the right reasons. If they're trying, someone's trying to sell you something, again, it's, that's a profit motive, but you can tell the people who just want to share, they just want to share knowledge and they just want that, you know, that there's just two different, two different directions. And I think if people start looking at things that way, corporate versus independent natural um, you'll feel it. You, you just like I right now. I mean, I I see it so clearly every every day. I can I can I can walk through a store and just go, yeah, uh, 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 nope. Yeah. And... So I was just thinking how most of the stuff I buy doesn't isn't in the store because I do like I remember being absolutely heartbroken when Bragg's sold out and their the quality of like the apple cider vinegar like it became yeah. it, from this cloudy beautiful yeah. goodness to like this crystal clear crap and i was just like man or like when pure encapsulation sold out or, and like you know i was just like now i can't buy from them anymore cuz i'm not going to be able to trust the quality yeah you know they don't have to tell us when they change from a bioavailable nutrient to a man made version you know, yeah. and so, you know, and then they're not third party tested anymore. So we can't verify that what they're saying is in there is actually in there anymore. And it's just like, yeah. I will always, I'm in the same boat. Like the more independent you can go, the better it is. Yes. You know, obviously people need to pay the bills. They have to keep a roof over their house, but their goal is to share, not to just yeah. take as much money from you as possible and give you crap in return. I, I did, I did a, um, Every every year, I kind of set some sort of like personal like goal for myself that I I want to do. And uh, several years back, I think it was my 2016 goal was I didn't want to buy food from retail anymore. I'm I'm talking like like meat, produce, dairy. I don't buy that from from retail at all anymore. And um, and I uh. One, I was surprised how easy it was to do that. Two, in the long run, it's so much cheaper to do it that way. I think there's there's a whole marketing scheme based on um, getting more out of people over a long period of time by charging them. You know, they think you know. I don't know. It's it's like it's like 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 I, yeah, I'll buy a whole cow. You know, and yes, at that time, it's it's you know. $1,500, but 
that feeds my family for a year. An entire yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. And, and some and friends. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and but but the, the be- really beautiful thing is it made me appreciate and, and like even buying soaps and stuff like that. When you buy soaps from people who are making it, one, you've gained you've just you've just gained the knowledge of knowing, OK, I know where my stuff's coming from. I know. where I, And it feels so much better to go. I know where these eggs came from, you know, or I know where this potato came from. But the, the best thing of all is I when I started doing that, I now have so many amazing relationships you know like like i just don't like most people go to the store and they buy some eggs well like i haven't just bought eggs in years i interact with my dear friends serena and mitch and they're they have a wonderful little girl you know named camille and they live they have this beautiful farm that's you know 10 miles from my house and it's like i don't just buy eggs like those people are friends and i like and i have like i have them as i have them in my life and that you see what I'm saying? This is like, yeah. like you could just go to the store and buy eggs or you, you get could, to know the farmer. You could get that. Yeah. And, and, and those relationships are life-changing and it just, it almost like forces you to have more healthy relationships, literally healthy relationships, because you're, even if you live in a hugely metropolitan, super condensed area, it's not that hard. To, it really isn't. There's, there are people doing eggs everywhere. There are people growing things everywhere. There is, you know, there's even meat isn't even that hard to find if you go, if you go looking for it. And I'm telling you, like, even if you, you know, I've, I've had people, you know, we, we, um, my, my wife, I don't, um, consume dairy, but my wife, um, has raw dairy and, mm-hmm. um, you know, in some states, raw dairy is like selling heroin. Like the people, you know, you know what I mean? I mean, like you can get in just as much trouble, you know, buying and selling raw dairy as you can, you know, buying. It's, it's like you're doing a drug deal or something. And and uh, and why is that? You know, and it, wh- wh- why would that be? It's just like like in some states, you can go to jail for cl- collecting rainwater. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. Why would that be? You know, gee, who who would not want you? The mere fact that there's even a paywall between humans and water. Think about that one. Like falls from the sky, springs from the ground. Why is there a paywall anywhere? Why, anywhere on earth, why is there a paywall between humans and water? You know, yeah. what What other living species can you cite that puts a paywall between themselves and, and, and the number one substance they need to survive? You know, that 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 right there should 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 open up some eyes and some ears as to why that's even the case. But but no, if, if you if you can go to the source and learn the source, uh, especially in these times we're living in, um, I don't think it is too, uh, you know, whack jobbery to think that in the next uh, uh, in the foreseeable future, we might not all have the um, the ability to just run down to the store and buy something anytime we want to. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, look at look at how people just lost their minds when you know there there wasn't toilet paper you know i mean i mean my gosh it was you know front page news and it's like it's like what what, what, how about when you're not going to be able to find chicken you know and 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 there's there's i i think we could you know i i i know i I know you you don't have hours upon hours but we could talk for the next hour about just the the intentional you know, commercial moves that are being made as we speak that are even making mainstream headlines, making it hard for people to get, you know, the, the egg shortage isn't because there's a shortage of eggs, you know, you know, it, 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 it has so many facets to it to, to where like, I mean, eggs, eggs are being intentionally made 
expensive and hard to get yep. because be because it's 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 against god the for, agenda right now yeah god, god god forbid anybody be self-sufficient and 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 be able to provide for themselves without any you know corporate third-party assistance and yeah. and but but anyways I, I i really encourage everybody to just start with something as simple as eggs and just go look i don't want to buy these from stores anymore i want to i'm gonna find my i'm gonna find my egg people and i guarantee you you're gonna make beautiful relationships and and it won't just be buying eggs anymore. You're gonna you're gonna have like a, a meaningful, purposeful, you know, connection that's probably gonna serve you well if things go sideways. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. This Absolutely. was so fun. Like I enjoyed this conversation very much. I would love to have you back. Oh, you know, man, and we can just kind of take people on a whole other level. I think that would be incredible because there is, there's just so much to talk about. And you know, I I'm very opinionated <laughs> uh, about things. Um, and I tend to kind of keep those opinions to myself, but I do think that there's so much that we can learn. And when there's somebody who's just as passionate and able to talk about it in a really eloquent way, it just gets me really excited because there is oh. so much out there that you, you need to know, and you're going to learn on this journey to holistic health to true, vibrant, healthy living. And there's so many layers to it. And to have a place to start and somebody, you know, conversations to listen to and ideas on where to begin. It's just really helpful because you're going to find out everything that you, you, we know, and we, we can just talk about for hours. Um, but so I would love to have you back and I'm just so would love to. Yeah. And I just appreciate everything that you shared today. I know it's going to be incredibly helpful for people. Well, cool. And, and hey, if um if your if your listeners are interested, if they go to theredpillrevolution.com forward slash guide, put together this uh it's the anti-dependency guide. And it's just it's it's chock full, it's easy to read. There's no sales pitches in there. You don't have to buy anything, just just throw in an email and it's a it's a free download. But I mean it touches on 10 key aspects of life that I think anybody can do to to take. Um, one, take power into their own hands, stop giving it away, take power into their own hands and just make healthier decisions. I mean, it, it touches on light, water, EMF, electrosmog, grounding, healthcare, sourcing, physical goods versus digital, media, um, commercial versus private, and it ends with consent. And uh, and I think consent is 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 a big one. And it and it and it goes it goes back to, you know, um I think I think if people were empowered a bit more um, with knowing that it's totally okay to ask questions, it's totally okay to say no. You know, it's totally it, when when somebody and especially when someone in a white coat with letters after their name is telling you something, it's totally okay to go look. You know, all they are is just someone who took some classes. I mean, I don't mean to, to belittle that, but like that's that's at the end of the day, they're just they're just another human being that that went to a school and took some classes. It doesn't necessarily make them any smarter or any more knowledgeable than you might be. You know, and 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 you know, we all know our bodies better than anybody else. And if you're feeling something and you know something is wrong or you know something is right, um, don't be manipulated or intimidated by that white coat or those letters. I'm just, you, you can say, no, no, I don't, I don't, I, just like there's, there's, you know, mechanics are a dime a dozen. Um, and, and I love me some mechanics. I love the good ones, you know, um, medical personnel are a dime a dozen and, and there are, and there are some good ones out there too, but the the good ones, 
you'll 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 know when you're in their presence. Um, the good ones will answer the questions. Yeah, they'll and listen the questions. And, and listen to yeah. your listen to your questions yeah. and validate yeah. your questions and validate your experience. And you won't feel like you're talking to some person with an ego. That like you say, that, I mean, when when some when someone's when someone's loving and open and 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 willing to have a conversation with you versus being all smug and holier than thou and how dare you question my education you know and just i don't know it, it, it it'll resonate but yeah just 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 like i said go go to the, the com forward slash guide download that guide and i hope there's something in there that helps even if it helps one other person go oh yeah i can do that or oh yeah i didn't even know that was some something i could do you know yeah. then then it's a win win-win Awesome. And I'll make sure to put the links in the show notes for you guys. And, um, you know, be sure to leave a review if you thought this was great and make sure you let John know how much you enjoyed this episode. Thank you again for coming. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health dash coaching backslash until next time friend bye